Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Is it your pace or mine today, Chris? Mine, Ellie. Mine. We're going to talk about training plans. Yes, we are. Are you on one, Chris? Uh, what's today? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I Well, I mean, yes, the beginnings of one. Um, so that's fun. Um, but I had a weekend in Vermont this past weekend up in the woods and I did some running up there. I did, uh, what did I run? I ran Saturday and Sunday, both days. No. Sunday and yes, Saturday and Sunday. Cause then we drove on Monday again. How'd it feel? It was good. I mean, it wasn't anything hardcore. Um, Saturday was around a park in a school. This big old school has this big old park. So did like a mile loop a couple times around there while the kids played on the skate park. Crazy. Uh, and then the playground. They brought their scooters onto the skate park. And me and my uh, buddy and his girl, we did some looping. So that was fun. And... Yeah, and then Saturday we uh, or Sunday we just ran around the town a little bit, you know. So nothing, nothing crazy, but two good days running in a new place, some new folks. Why did you choose to go to Vermont? I go to Vermont as uh, often as I can. Quite honestly, um, I've been going there for quite some time, um, and we used to go a lot more pre uh, pre COVID times. So we would have gone somewhere around June or July, but we decided to hold off and make sure things were better and more chill here in New York and there and everywhere. Um, so uh, things were decent, you know, Monroe County's all right with the COVID currently. And um, we decided to uh, go up into the woods. Well, it sound, sounds nice. I keep forgetting it was Labor Day weekend. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you're young enough to not care about holidays quite yet. I mean, I guess I celebrated Labor Day doing exactly what Labor Day is for the laborers. <laughs> you spent it working? Yeah, I walked in. I was like, happy Labor Day, guys. Why wouldn't we want to spend Labor Day doing what the holiday is for? A break from labor? Oh, well, truth. Nah, it was fine. I enjoyed my job, so it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, and you know, it isn't, isn't it weird to think that, um, not, there's never a day in, and I guess, I mean, it makes sense in a way, but there's never a day where everybody in the country doesn't work. You know, I would like election day to be that day, but then we need people to work the polls, but I guess they're volunteers. Well, then you need bus drivers to drive the buses and you need police to enforce the lines. And so like... Yeah. There's always got, I mean, work makes the world go round, I guess, in that way. It's true. And, you know, I am, I I don't really care that I did not have that day off, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I took all the days around it off, which was pretty great. That's, I've been, I'm riding a five day, although, you know, I mean, with my job, I still end up sort of working. You know, like I was working on my way home from Vermont yesterday on the phone. So, like, I mean, it still happens, but it's the spirit. 
It's the spirit yeah. of it's the spirit of vacation. <laughs> the holiday spirit. Yeah, exactly. Ho ho ho. <laughs> um, but it was good, right? So I did like um I did like three miles and four miles or whatever. And then um today I did uh some exploring back around Ontario County Park and I did some hiking. But then I did uh I did legit forty minutes of yoga today. Yeah, cause I gotta, I gotta get these. Uh, I've been, I've had a tight back for like two weeks now, and you know, I was whining about this when I saw you in Ithaca, and uh, I was like, "Wow, old man back." Um, I still got it, and I'm stretching every day, and so I'm like trying to, trying to crush this thing with yoga, trying to crush it with some, uh, you know, rolling, some hydrating. Although seven, eight, twelve hours in a car, isn't always great, you know. That doesn't help the old hips. So, no, you know, um, I've been doing like strength training. I do mobility, but today I had to jump a fence and, um, I think I pulled something in my shoulder and I was like, this can't happen every week when I jump this fence. <laughs> so I got to strengthen that a little bit, I guess, or just like do some, uh, do some, um, I don't know, something, s- some sort of make my arms move in that direction, I guess is kind of how, how I say it. Um, okay. Most, um, how do I put this? You're hopping a fence. Cause why? Oh yes. Okay. That would explain. Uh, I need to explain that. So <laughs> my running, um, I, my coach and I had a little, uh, phone chat on Sunday and he was asking about tracks being open and, Um, there are a couple options, but two of them I would have to drive to, which is okay if the workouts are short, but I might, it might just be a pain some days. So I'm willing to do that. But first I wanted to see how the Cornell track is doing. And so this morning I ran up there and then I like circled the fields to look for a fence that I could jump. And so I found one, it's about as tall as me. So I have to climb up it a little bit and then hoist myself over it. And, um, so I'm doing this right. And I don't think there's anyone there. Yes. So I'm attempting it, which by the way, I'm not exactly agile. Like I can't, I'm not like a parkour or like any sort of situation. Um, so I'm trying this and I'm like, you know, trying to do it safely. Cause I don't want to like, I really do not want to fall over this fence. And then also my training partner said when she's jumped it before, like she's ripped spandex. So I tried to find like a good place, find a good place. And, you know, it's taken me a little bit to hoist my huge horse legs over this fence. And so after like, sort of, I'm like, okay, this could get dangerous. Maybe I should stop. But then this person is on the inside of the track and it's this dude. And he's like, the door over there is open today. And I was like, awesome. Is it usually open? And he's like, no hit or miss. So it's sometimes open, sometimes not. So I'm like, all right, I need to learn how to get over this fence because I think this is going to be the track that I use. And then I was like, of course, cause that guy saw me attempting to get over the fence. I really have to get my ass over this fence. So I did. And I got my butt over the fence 
and it was fine, but I had to come down close to a porta potty because I was using the other, the top of the porta potty to also help me get over safely. And I had my arm, I like ended up having to come up like, no one can see this, but like my arm, like just sort of in an, an angle that I don't usually do. And I, my arm sort of like, you know, when it pops out and then pops back in real quick. So that happened. And I was like, okay, it's fine. The next time I'll know what to do, but I got over the fence. And so I will be able to run. And I ran on a track for a whole mile and I was like, oh, it's coming home. And so I was so, so happy. So yes, I jumped a fence this morning. So I would, uh, the next part of the thing I was going to ask, but you sort of explained was before you started looking for a fence that you could jump, did you start looking for a door you could walk through? But I guess you answered that question. Yeah. It was a hidden door, by the way. Well, not really. I just wasn't looking for a door. I was looking to find a fence to practice jumping over it. <laughs> so I'm thinking like on Saturday, my day off, I'll like go practice jumping the fence. <laughs> so first hurdles, now fences. You're pretty Yeah, I know. Man. I'm just getting after it. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, running for me is still uh still pretty pretty good. I have not done any workout. Well, I did strides yesterday. And then um all I've really done workout wise is um at the end of runs, like tomorrow I have 60 minutes with the last 15 like up tempo. So just he says, just get uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? But um, so that's basically all it means. And then on uh Sunday, I have like a run with uh every five or something minutes or three or five minutes do like a 15 second hard stride. So that's what we're starting with here. And soon I'll get to a track and hopefully I'll be able to jump it every morning. <laughs> yeah. So my, uh, part of my training, training plan, um, is going to be, you know, uh, things like, uh, butt kicks and high knees tomorrow. So that'll be really great. Really the, the essentials we're going, we're going all the way back to the essentials, you know? So it'll nice. be like, it'll be like 10 minutes and I'll be absolutely exhausted. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like my hurdle drills take me like 10 to 20 minutes. And I'm just like, like I did them, um, before when I got home from work before I ate dinner and I was just like, Oh, oh boy. Oh, this is going to be a struggle today, but whatever. I go as slow as I want, so it's fine. But um, speaking of the training plans, so Chris and I actually recorded this podcast two weeks ago. Was it two but weeks? We lost it was last it. week. It was last week, wasn't it? No, it was two weeks. Oh, well, two. like a week and a half ago, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was lovely. We honestly had a really great conversation, but it was lost to the ether, so that's fine. Uh, so what we talked about then was Chris getting on a training plan and whether he thought that, that if I thought that was something important or that he should consider if he wants to sort of get, basically get in the running habit. And so today we're going to re-talk about the pros and cons, just throw out some um, just different opinions on training plans. And I assume that Chris, well, he just said that he's on one. So that's... TLDR, Chris is on a training plan now. So I think when we've talked about this, and I, I've talked about this in the past, and we've had, um, um, I've, I've had the philosophy of, you know, if you're going to be on a, a training plan, um, and I think we all go through ups and downs and backs and forth on this particular idea, right? If you read any uh, reasonable 
book, they're going to say, do not attempt this thing right off the bat, right? So you want to run a 50 miler. Don't start on day one of the training plan. You should be running regularly. They'll even for a beginner training plan, they'll be like, you should be exercising three to four times a week. You should be doing X, Y, Z, you know, intermediates. They might say something like you should be at 25 miles a week, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Is you don't want to get hurt or you don't want to just get two weeks in and be like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. You don't want to be, you know, kind of um, achieving 70 to 80% of the workouts. You really want to try to do the things. Um, so I've been that sort of mentality for a little while. And I've sort of said, well, I'm just, I like being free. I like just letting it go with the vibes. Well, the vibes have been, you know, uh, redo, uh, redo a bathroom, uh, you know, take, (laughs) take the kids to day camp, uh, do, uh, work late in the evening. And the vibes have not been get out and crush a few extra miles. And so I, I sort of raised to you, like, I think what I need to do is put it on the calendar. It can't be a, okay, well, I got a space in my day, time to go. Or, oh, look at the weather is really good, time to go. No, it has to be, it is 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning, rise and shine, get running. Because, you know, schedules, they work. That's why people have them. So I'm taking the opposite now of this and saying, if I want to get to a decent place running a lot, I need to put together a plan. Now, that plan is not going to be like a, like an Ellie plan where Ellie has right now, at least where Ellie has very specific workouts for very hit targets to hit these things. Like just get uncomfortable. Well, I'm uncomfortable because it's, it's, uh, it's cramping my style to even like get, uh, the scheduled run on this cramped day with blah, 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 blah going on. So I'm just going to go and do these scheduled days with the idea of building up and throwing in some of the things that I used to do back in the day. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I, uh, I, fl- I mean, I support what, like, I understood what you were thinking about earlier. Just like, I don't feel like serious enough to be on a plan, et cetera, et cetera. And I definitely have gone through that too. Like, I don't feel serious enough to work directly with a coach. I could just pirate somebody else's plan or I can just, you know, because that means I'm taking it too seriously. And then what does that mean? It puts, I felt like it was going to put a lot of pressure on myself when really working directly with John has been really awesome. I've learned a lot. Like I'm a huge nerd and I'm doing different things and um, I'm able to just really bounce ideas off more people then just bouncing ideas inside my brain and wondering, should I take a day off or should I push this a little harder or whatever? When I can really just like, this is how I feel coach. What do you think? Um, I think is like relating that back to your training plan rather than like you just thinking, should I run today? I don't know. Like, Oh, I could do this, could do that. It's more like three miles are on the plan today. It's 6am. It's time to run. So you do it. And I think that since you've fallen out of a routine for about two years, I think just having a plan that's more just like run today now is really good for you. Yeah. It's like, it's the commitment piece, right? Like it's, it's on the schedule. This is what I do. I go through, you know, as a family man and uh, computer nerd, 
corporate guy, I go through a schedule each day. And that used to include running on the schedule. And then I sort of took it off because I stopped, you know, it started getting cramped out and crowded and it started, it stopped being the valuable thing in the schedule in a lot of ways. And so now it's back on the schedule, you know? So that's what I started writing today. Um, as in like, not, not the days and the miles and all that, but the actual time when it's going to happen, like looking at the family calendar, looking at my work calendar and actually plugging in the spot that says you're running here right now. So that's been fun. So you've been at this for a week. So how was last week? Well, last week was the last week was the figuring out what to do, like talking, like going through the calendar, going, like I said, going through, um, okay, is Monday going to be an off day because Saturday and Sunday, obviously I have more time to run. Um, Tuesdays I have this whole forest school and big hikes, big runs day thing going on Wednesday. My wife has the ambulance. So it was like, where do all these runs get slotted in on what days? And now it's like putting the, putting the, what's going to happen. Like I said, tomorrow, I don't have a lot of time. So tomorrow is, it's going to be sort of a running day, but it's going to be drills. Right. It's going to be just out in the front of the house, quarter mile around the block, you know, finish fast, do high um, butt kicks. Okay. Quarter mile around, finish fast, do high knees, you know, that kind of stuff Um, just to do the beginnings. Um, But I'm at the house. I'm not far. It's only going to take 20 minutes, maybe 25, whatever it takes. Um, So I started putting those in this week. So it's been, I mean, the trip to Vermont, obviously, what are you going to do there? Right. Um, I ran twice, which is pretty good considering, you know, vacation time and all that. So this is really kind of the first official week of it all. So, you know, I ran, uh, Sunday, I ran today, do some drills tomorrow, run again on Thursday. Um, got to work in the yoga. The yoga is the part that I'm like, okay, now I need 30 minutes of yoga. Where's that going to go? And, generally it's going to be hard to figure out where to slap in a run and a yoga on the same day. That's going to be tough. So I may have to, you know, I mean, do you have to do 40 minutes? Uh, well, you know, can't you just do like a couple stretching moves like before you eat or something like, no, see, that's the thing. A couple stretching moves doesn't do it when you're, when you're uh, 42 years old, like things you gotta, you gotta uh, warm up, you know, you gotta, you need a little, you need a little massaging. You need to, you need to kind of caress those muscles and let them know they're about to get, you know, stretched and worked. These hips, uh, these hips don't lie. Don't and, lie. No. And what they're telling, what they're telling me right now. They're is on they, tonight. They're like, Hey buddy, you better take it easy on us. We're frail and brittle, but they're not, but that's the way they feel. So it just takes a time to get them going. See, I think you don't need 40 minutes once a week, just like every day, do like five minutes. I don't think I will need 40 day, 40 minutes eventually. Um, I think 40 minutes is a lot. Like, I think that would be something you'd work up to. Like, you, aren't you supposed to start with like five minutes? There's a five minutes yoga. What's that all about? What do you get done in five minutes? Okay. Why does it have to be yoga? Can't you just like roll for five minutes? Sure. Sure. But how do you, how do you, 
Do you know what do you know what tight hips feel like, Kelly? Have you ever yes. are you old enough are you old enough to have tight hips? I I move in one motion. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yes, I know what tight hips are. And that's why I've been doing hurdle drills. Yeah. It doesn't take me forty minutes. No, no, but there's also I got lots of problems. I got you know. I had a sore back for two weeks. You know, that's like tight psoas and tight hip flexors, tight hamstrings. It's all it's all connected. You got to work through it all. I can do a few little, yeah, you can do my little calf stretches and my little pull my leg back behind me before I go for a run like they did in, you know, 1980s jogging videos. I can do some of that stuff, but that's ultimately not going to loosen. That's not going to loosen up stuff that has been so um, corporate office jobby for the last, you know, five months without really being worked. See, I am of the opinion that greasing the groove is a little bit better. That's from Kelly Starrett. Everybody should look up Ready to Run or Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett. And um, it's like little things throughout the day, like not 40 minutes, like, I don't know, five minutes before you eat each meal, like, you know, or something like that. Like, I feel like 40 minutes is like really ambitious. And then I feel like that 40 minutes is going to take away from... Like you should run instead. That assumes a certain level, uh, right, of conditioning. If you have a level of conditioning, then all you do is you maintain that level of conditioning. If you don't have that level, you need to get there, right? And But I feel like 40 minutes is like advanced level. I don't know. I, I I think maybe you're just hanging on this 40 minutes for too long. Yeah, maybe I, mean, I am. I mean, you get there, you do a couple downward dogs, you do a couple, you know, good mornings, a couple little asanas, you're already 10 minutes in and you really haven't even done any hip openers or anything like that. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, doing hamstring stretches for 40 minutes. All right. Well, report back. Yeah. Well, I did. I did 40 minutes today. Up on, uh, on, up on the top of Ontario County and Ontario County Park, and it was great. Oh, yeah. So also, audience, let's talk about that. Chris's <laughs> son is in this, like, uh, he's going to Jesus camp, and um, you called it's it in the Jesus middle of camp. the woods. You called it Jesus camp And they camp teach the children <laughs> how to follow rules. They, no, what, what's your son doing, Chris? It's called forest school, and it's the exact opposite of how to follow <laughs> rules. It's uh, go out into the woods and learn about nature and have fun and learn to uh, enjoy nature on your own terms, however those might be. You might play in creeks and overturn rocks. You might uh, identify trees. You might, uh, you know, build forts, whatever you might do. And you got uh, people there to sort of guide you and help you around whatever your interest might be. And uh, you learn things. So what do you do on Tuesdays when your son is at Forest camp. Forest school. You'll school. get it someday. Jesus camp, Jesus school, forest, forest Jesus. Do they have an else. outbreak of COVID due to loud singing of hymns? <laughs> no. Did you hear that over the summer? That was great. No. Yikes. Yeah. No. That, so what, what do you do while he's at forest camp? Forest I, don't school? The, I don't think the hymns carry COVID. I think it's probably the proximity of the singers. But... Um, so today I went, uh, I went and ran around OCP for a little while to sort of, uh, just get the blood flowing. I did some yoga. I went, 
hiking around Naples, exploring. So the idea is that that's what I'll be doing on Tuesdays. Those will be like big, long days out in the woods. I'll be doing like hills or I'll be doing, you know, just, you know, four hours time on feet. Who knows? Whatever, whatever it might be. But that's sort of like big exploration day in the uh, training plan, mental recovery and um, slow and low physical sort of, you know, a little bit of that ultra mindset of like just being out there for a long time on your feet, perhaps not totally stressing out the body, but just um, getting used to doing something for a long time. And <sighs> would you say it's a religious experience? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I would say. Yeah. At least there's one of us that's laughing about this. <laughs> she's, she's really cracking herself up here. <laughs> she's a real yokel she's so proud of that like look at her yes well you know what i mean that's fine maybe you'll get more dollars in your tip jar than i'll get in my tip jar but oh it's... i have a tipping story today so <laughs> whenever people call on the phone uh and they try to order and if they want to pay on the phone it's fine but i always say how much would you like to leave for a tip instead of would you like to tip because then they usually tip more. But today some guy was like, um, he, well, he, first of all, he ordered like yesterday and his friend came and got his food, but he didn't know that the guy hadn't paid. So we got the food and then we called him and we're like, Hey man, you didn't pay whatever. So we called back to pay <laughs> and I'm not proud because this was like the last hour of work. So I was kind of like mentally drained and I'm like helping this guy pay. And I'm like, how much would you like to leave for a tip? He's like, eh, nothing. And I was like, really? Why? Wow. <laughs> My boss just looked at me like, it just died of laughter. And he was like, uh, and I was like, all right, give me your credit card number, Scott. And, uh, so <laughs> that's how Ellie gets chips at work. Wow. How would you like to leave for a tip? Uh, maybe. Why not? Maybe you should have went to some Jesus camp to learn how to ask for seriously donations. Yeah. Teach I mean, teach people how to learn how to pass the hat. I mean, now I know his phone number, so. Well, there you and go. And his credit card information. Well, you can Thank get you. A, you can get a date then, I guess. Maybe call him Actually, up. Actually, all the so we have to ask for a phone number for for each person that orders because the way we're giving them their food is we give them a text receipt so they can wait out or a text message so they can wait outside and not like COVID up CTB. And so now, I'm not gonna lie, all the guys that come in in split shorts, I kind of am like, oh, try to remember this number because like I that could be a good running buddy. That's you're, all I'm thinking now. You're like the worst nightmare of people that have to run credit cards at restaurants. You're like, I got his name. I got his credit card number. Look at I got those his phone split number. shorts. You're, you're Hello. Man. Yeah. I'm a troll. Well, you're a little, you're a little, I mean, it's fine. It, you're going to, you're going to hit 30 and your perspective on things is going to change. It's just going to happen to you. I hope so. Cause I don't know how much longer I can do this. Yeah. You and me both. Let me tell you. <laughs> Ah, so yeah, I mean, running's great, right? It is great. Really great. You know, what's even greater than running is, well, it's just as great is our next segment, 
which we like to call the food segment. Oh, great. What you making, Chris? The food segment, also known as the home stretch for some folks. Yes. <laughs> they know they've made it this far. They can right? smell the smell the finish line. They're like, oh boy. Woo, another one in the books. Um, so today I um whipped up my famous uh meat meat cravers meal. <laughs> this has been my my sort of go to crutch when uh when I just get that hankering, you know, and you're like, oh, I can for me, it's like I need a bacon blue cheeseburger. For some reason in my brain, it gets there like, have a bacon blue cheeseburger. And I'm like, I don't like those anymore. Um, so then I just need a little thing. Um, and so I tend to go to like a goulash with um, Impossible uh, Burger in it. And that's, you know, that's what I do. I get and I always buy some fun, fancy noodles, you know. Um, today we went with my my uh, son said they sounded like like fancy French noodles, they were campanelle. So they're like they look like little flutes. They almost look like the um, celebration uh, horn emoji. That's what they oh. look like. Yeah, the little that's party. Cool. Yeah, that's sort of what they look like. So they're pretty cool, um, and they hold lots of sauce, which is always a uh, prerequisite for um, fancy uh, meat craver goulash. So yes, that's what I did today. That sounds amazing. That's actually kind of similar to what I did this past week. Um, I too have really been enjoying the different shapes of pasta. So last Friday, Paige and I, well, I got new cookware and I had to go pick it up. So when we went to go pick it up, we were like, let's browse the pasta section. Cause you know, that's what you do at 9 PM on Friday. And I came home with four boxes of pasta, all different. One was like a fettuccine type. Another was these like thicker spirals. It's not rotini, but they're spirals, um, but they're um, kind of tubular spirals. Those are really good. Um, shells. And then I got dinosaur shaped pasta because that holds on to sauce super well. I think you also owe Paige some dinosaur pasta because you ate hers last week, didn't you? Well, yes, but I didn't eat the flamingo <laughs> pasta that she got. Okay. I, I took the bucatini. No, okay. it's like a really large. I don't even know. It's not penne. It's not. It's like a round cylinder, but big, whatever. Right. Uh, I probably I probably put it on the Instagram, you guys. So you can go look. Hmm. Or if you're in our Patreon page, I posted the recipe. There you go. Oh, to the flamingo stuff. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah. I didn't eat that because I asked if I could. And then I said, actually, no, I'd feel really bad if I ate all your flamingo pasta. So, uh, but I got dinosaurs. So now we're fine. Some feelings coming through. Look at that. Uh, Ellie has had some feelings coming through. I know. It's just, uh, I know. Treats me well. Um, This week, actually, I made two recipes out of the Thug Kitchen cookbook, which um, I made bolognese, which was really good, except I really just, I don't like the next time I make it, I'm going to use a different pasta. I just don't like fettuccine or like angel hair or like spaghetti type pasta very much. I like the other shapes. So I'm just going to make it with a different shape. And that was really good. And then I also made, um, pasta paselli, I think is how you say it. And basically it's like, um, it's this, I made the spiral pasta with, um, like sauteed kale and, um, peas 
And then really the base was like olive oil and nutritional yeast and soy sauce. And so it's like, and garlic. So it's like glorified butter noodles. And I mean, who doesn't love butter noodles? So I've been eating a lot of that this week. And um, on the breakfast front, I realized that the superhero muffins that I made last week only lasted me till Wednesday. So I had to make a double batch of something. Um, so I made chocolate chip zucchini banana bread. And then I also made banana oatmeal pancakes, which I then froze and you just reheat them and then toast them the next morning. And it works. Shalane told me, so I am set this week. I'm good. Nice. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big haul. Yeah, it was, it was a good Saturday. I'm really enjoying spending most of my Saturdays, actually all of Saturday, just cooking and reading and not much else because I've been working six days and I'm just, you know, I just want to do my own thing on my day off. Yeah. That sounds like a good, a good batch of food. We, um, we were gone since Thursday, so it's sort of been a throw together. We got home at like eight o'clock last night. So it's like throw together day today and We'll have to figure out, um, you know, a way to get through this week without being on a whole throw together week, you know, um, but we'll reset. It'll be fine. I mean, at the end of the day, butter and garlic noodles. I mean, mm-hmm. well, we on. did. That's why we did that pasta today. And there's enough for me to have that for lunch tomorrow, which I'm nice. kind of excited about. Had some corn on the cob and some nice, good buttery bread. So. We've been uh, at work, we've been like exchanging sometimes like different vegetables and stuff. So my boss brought Paige and I a bunch of cherry tomatoes today, which they were so sweet. I was just eating them like alongside my dinner and like not in anything. I was going to make like some tomato basil. Maybe I'll still do that later. Some tomato basil type pasta or whatever, but they're just so good that I just was like eating them out of the. (laughs) That's what we've been doing with um, the tomato plants that we have that they, you know, we just spend their snacking tomatoes. We go and we pull off the ones that are ripe and they go into a bowl and they sit on the counter and people just walk by and take two or three and munch on them. You know, it's perfect. I feel like people forget that a piece of fruit or a piece of vegetable is a perfect snack. Like you don't need these like super food. I mean, they're good, delicious, like granola bars and like these, like, you know, the superfood power balls or whatever. Those are great too. But also just like a banana, an apple, a piece of cantaloupe, like that's a great snack, like some tomatoes. I mean, I'm trying to remember that more because I really do want to, I'd like to snack at CTB and sometimes I'm just tired of bread. So I'm just like, I got to go for those, some, some like vegetable or something. Word. Yeah. Well, everybody, you can, we're going to wrap up the show with, you can follow us at hamstrings and heartstrings. You can follow me at gazelle with two Z's and two L's. You can follow Chris around the trail in OCP on Tuesdays. And, um, also at running inside out, there's something there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. At running inside out. And, um, we're actually trying to do a little bit more with the Patreon stuff. I've been posting recipes in there. Um, some are from like my take loosely based off the run fast, eat slow, or like I mentioned, thug kitchen, basically whatever I'm making, I'll share it because I get a lot of messages about what I'm doing. Um, so that'll be up there. We're trying to figure out some other cool content for you guys. So um, thank you to everybody who has supported us. And if you want to throw a couple, couple, a little bit of change in our hats, that would be lovely. Help help Chris with the hosting fees. Uh, and if you notice, Ellie sounds better this week. 
because she's on a microphone. I am. Now she'll start working her mic skills. She'll start talking to the mic as if it's right next to her instead of uh, two and a half hours down the 90. Um, we're going to get her all gussied up. But the first big thing is she's got herself a microphone. So your, your, um, your contributions and support are encouraging her to become professional. So the more money you give, the more guilty that Ellie will feel about being an amateur and will get better at this. That's actually true. So I hate you for saying that. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Uh, it's really great. Really, really, really great. Really great. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.